0: A little now, move. That's it. Now, give me a big bear growl. Scare me. Oh boy. Hello, Internet dwellers, and welcome back to Disney Top Show. Uh-oh. <laughs> oh, what what happened? What happened? I didn't do anything.
1: I didn't say anything.
0: <laughs> oh no, my head just stopped working. Disney oh, top boy. shelf. Oh, Disney fantastic. animation.
1: The, oh, we did. We did. We were doing so well. You you, you almost powered right through. You hiccuped yourself. I, I hiccuped I said myself. Nothing this you time. know
0: what it was? Is because I opened my eyes and you were not sitting across from me. And <laughs> I was so back. sad,
1: <laughs> we are back across the country from each other. <laughs> Indeed, we are. Indeed,
0: we are. And no delay tonight, which is fantastic. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, but but we are back, everyone. Back I'm MTC. With, yes, and I am Jeff with Top Shelf Disney Animation Studios Library Podcast. Woo-hoo! There we go. I had to get through it. Correctly Mm -hmm. at Mm least once. So, (laughs) (laughs) So, yes.
1: It'll be a tough edit. See, we, we were discussing it. We record everything to vinyl, yes, and then I send, I mail it to Jeff, and then he has to transfer it to digital and then release it. It seems, which,
0: it seems like you could just burn a CD. I mean, really, yeah, and I don't understand bro, why bro, you don't.
1: But I, I don't know. It's it's all vinyl all the time. See, I'm <laughs> I'm in the same school as uh, as Michael Bay, who still uh. films on film. Right, he still films on actual physical 35 millimeter film. <laughs> right, which must drive his editors and post team. <laughs> Just the craziest they can be.
0: As a okay. post person, that would drive me bonkers. Being like, wait, I'm sorry, we have to do what? How many extra steps to get the film? Yeah, yeah.
1: No, I'm a purist, Jeff.
0: <laughs> See, I thought you were going to say, well, because burning CDs is illegal, but no one ever says anything about burning vinyl records.
1: Yeah, no, you can burn, you can burn vinyl. Uh, well, they- they'll melt. Well, yeah, but, you don't
0: um... want to have too hot of heat. You want to keep the yeah. heat fairly low.
1: You know, come come to think of it, I don't think I, I I've I've owned maybe two records in my entire. Now you have a record collection. I do I've, have a record collection. Yes, I, I owned the Muppets Christmas album mm-hmm. uh, with John Denver. Yes, and it was the Disney Main Street Main Street Electric Parade. Ooh. Album, <laughs> so and you're I mean, real hard hitting rock and roll
0: albums. Though. yeah, yeah, the, the
1: the only the finest, only the finest collection. You just, are an audiophile. <laughs> I just never collected collected albums. I collected CDs. Oh my gosh, did I collect CDs? Yeah. Yeah, I I look back at the amount of comic books, CDs, and DVDs that I collected over time, and how ev- everything is digital now. Now, okay. granted, I still I still buy physical copies of books that I actually truly like. But the, the the amount of money I spent on DVDs and CDs is insanity. And and the ice cream truck's going. The ice cream truck's going by. Jeff, is that what it is? Ice cream. I want ice cream. Can I? I, want can I go get? I go get, can, go get can some I get ice cream? cream? I want. I want some. I want a
0: fudge popsicle. Uh, and I want. You mic'd yourself yep. running all the way out there. I did. Yeah. <laughs> That's dedication, folks. That's dedication. Okay, I'm back. So I'm back. So that, what are we watching today? All right, so now that TZ's back with our fudgicles, which I'm not sure how Mm-mm. he's going to get me. Mm-mm. Do not eat them, please. Send um, it my way in a box. Uh, and I will get, <laughs> I'll get the popsicle stick in about a week and a half. This yeah. week we watched the 1967 animated version of The Jungle Book.
1: Mm-hmm. Ah. Now, I, th- th- to be fair, the new one's animated, too. You can <laughs> talk about it looking live action all you want, but that's the kid and a few props are that, live action. That is
0: true. The The, the brand new uh, live action 95% CG film, that's mm-hmm, a mm-hmm. version of The Jungle Book. Did, did you ever see the 90s live action one? Yes, I did. Okay, Steven Summers, I, right, I think is who directed that one. I, I,
1: I've, I'm always <laughs> surprised that... That's one of those, like, really obscure films that people forget exists. Yeah.
0: I remember watching it because I, I remember going to the theater and seeing that one. Mm. And it just being – because it was in one of the old theaters in my hometown um, that's no longer there. But I remember mm-hmm. going and seeing it and being like, oh, this could be kind of cool, but just <laughs> hating that movie to death. Yeah.
1: yeah I don't remember it being very good. No. But then again, I haven't <laughs> seen it since I was younger. Um, and then there's so there's live action one that just came out last year, yep. and there's another live action one that's been postponed. It's Andy Serkis' directorial debut. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I I don't think they anticipated just how successful the the CG one that just came out was going to be, right? Because they had to. It was supposed to come out much sooner, but they pushed it back, 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 <laughs> so uh, so as not to. Have to compete with that. Uh, the most recent one. The
0: last thing we need is more Jungle Book movies in this world. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know. Is that tipping my hand a little bit to the future of this episode? We'll, we'll, or... we'll see. We'll see. We'll see. So, uh, so we
1: watched the the 1967 animated hand drawn. This is the this is the final film that was over over overwatched by by Walt Disney himself. Now, granted, the Winnie the Pooh. Movie that we will see in in two or th- I think two or three later. Right, that was a collection of shorts that Walt was still involved in that, that were released over time that they collected into feature films, and we we'll, and we'll discuss that when we get there. But this is the final film. Of Walt Disney's career, uh, animated film, I should say,
0: because he actually he died he died before this was released. Yes,
1: um, yes,
0: by almost the almost a year. I think it's like 10, 11 months or so before um, before or after he died. So mm-hmm. it's 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 weird. And I, I'm I'm what I am now looking forward to, and I, I know I brought this up before. Is I'm looking forward to seeing how quickly these movies change. Now that yeah. Walt doesn't have his fingers in them, like just out of curiosity, of what what happens? How do, where does this go from here? You know? This
1: is this is the end of an era because one of the Sherman brothers passed away as well, and this was the last movie that the Sherman brothers were responsible for many of the classic golden era Disney songs. If you've ever seen Saving Mr. Banks, which is I. One hundred percent. Highly recommend that film. Oh, it's a great of, film. At, uh, an, uh, an amazing biography picture about. I mean, the the making of Mary Poppins. I mean, it has
0: nothing to do with the fact that Tom Hanks plays Walt Disney. Does it?
1: <laughs> <laughs> or Emma Thompson? Or, or Paul Ma- Giamatti? Oh, or even so- Colin Farrell. Pulling a performance that should have got him nominated. <laughs> yes,
0: that whole movie is just well done. I enjoyed that movie. Mm-hmm. Anyways, continue, please. Uh,
1: the, the Sherman Brothers wrote all, all the music for Mary Poppins and Bedknobs and Broomsticks and Disney songs throughout the throughout the the decades or so within this era. But one of them passed away, leading to the end of, of their era as well as Walt's era. And and this is uh, this we we are. I, I suppose you could say that this is the the official end of the golden era. And we're going to end a weird – we're going to – I think I feel slowly enter the Dark Ages in terms of the Disney animated movies because there are some that I'm genuinely looking forward to, such as Robin Hood. Mm -hmm. But uh, we are are entering a dark time. (laughs) I'm looking forward to – I'm looking forward to like
0: Fox and the Home, you know, Rescuers, Black Cauldron, like that. Like, I'm looking forward the to real the real dark stuff. Yeah, yeah, like the late 70s, early 80s, where it's just, we don't know what we're doing. We're just, <laughs> we're, I mean, it's, and, and it's, and, and and this is, again, this is stuff that we can talk about later, but it's, I do know that it's still a lot of the same people working on the films. Like, uh, mm. uh, what is it? I'm looking at his name. It's the it's the guy who directed these, the Wolfgang uh, Reitherman or Reitherman. Right. Um, yes, who is the guy who's been directing, like, uh, 101 Dalmatians and, and uh, Sword in the Stone, and obviously The Jungle Book, and he does Aristocrats and Robin Hood, and many, and Winnie the Pooh and Rescuers. Like he, he stays on for a little while, um, right? And it wasn't until like it looks like the '80s that then they switch over to like kind of a new batch of directors, and then they change with each one after that. But
1: yeah, it and it really it really is affected by who who is the overseeing eye of this whole thing. My devices are blowing up. Oh my <laughs> goodness! I hear them all going off. <laughs> uh, because not having Walt there is, gonna make, is going to make a difference. Not having the, and the the change of the guard just is going to affect what we watch. But for now, we are watching the Jungle Book, which is was heavily affected by the the mediocre, mediocrity of Sword in the Stone. Sword right. in the Stone did not do well enough, and Disney himself. Threw out the original intention of Robert Kip, uh, uh, R- R- Runyard Kipling's *The Jungle Book*, <laughs> which was going to be more in the realm of the darker stuff, such as *Sword in the Stone* or *Sleeping Beauty*. Mm-hmm. And he and he said, "Throw it out. We need to go brighter and 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 happier and get back to." a more uplifting style than, than they did with sword and stone.
0: Well, I remember reading that like Walt actually gave, um, I don't know if it was the writer or, or the director who gave, uh, one of them, it might've been, might've been the writers. He gave him a copy of the book of the of original the, book of, yeah, yeah, and said, this is so you don't read it. <laughs> like he's like, now he's like, here's a copy of the book. Do not read it. Don't read. write me a movie. Like, okay. So it's, it's, it's definitely. And, 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 and again, any of my opinions and this, I feel like this goes, Without saying, because obviously a lot of these films are based upon books. Our, mm-hmm. My opinion definitely is is about the movie itself and this version of the story. Um, just kind of forewarning people later on. So. The,
1: the, the art of ad- adaptation is, is proven time and again to be a difficult one. Right. And oftentimes a lot of the criticism that people throw towards films are the purists who who don't like the adaptation. Right. Who who say this is so far from the source material? My goodness, <laughs> who are so far from the the source material that they feel it's a poor adaptation? Right. Uh, I, I I have not read the the Jungle Book, so I'm I have no right. point of reference. My point of reference is this film,
0: right? And this is the version. And I feel like this is the version of the Jungle Book that a lot of people know as well. Like mm-hmm. if if they
1: know the story, it's probably from it's this, it's
0: this movie. It's this right. version of that story.
1: And uh, so, so they, they open up with the opening of the book and live actually, action book
0: opening again, which kind of threw me for a loop.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but it did something slightly different than we've seen in the past book opening openings, mm-hmm. book opening openings. It went past the chapters list. Yes, it, it thumbed past it because this movie really is chaptered, right? And it's it is it it has one. Beat after the other, broken up in what you could almost skip on the DVD to just read, read, view a chapter <laughs> of this film,
0: right? And I, and it's it's funny because just the way that the movie opens, I, I like I again like the the, the live action book kind of threw me for a loop because I was so used to that just being for the fairy tale princesses movies, mm-hmm. and now I was like, oh no, wait, this oh okay, we're yeah, we had it,
1: we had it for sword in the stone as well, that
0: is true. Um, but then it was so weird that what caught me off guard was those opening credits, the opening part didn't feel like a movie to me. Hmm, okay. It felt more like a television show opening.
1: Oh, all right. I, you're, well, I suppose I could see that that it did. it did have a very... 60s television vibe and its font choice. Yes, uh, it's the bright the,
0: yellow font that everybody yeah. used on television in the 60s. When uh, we developed color televisions, everyone went yellow for their <laughs> fonts.
1: <laughs> it did credit the actors with the the characters, which I don't believe we've ever seen before. Had no, we?
0: no, it's it's I, uh, before now. It's usually just the like the talents of or the voice right. talents of
1: not credited to a particular the specific. Actors. Yeah. yeah,
0: which was really kind of cool. And I, I will I, I will admit like that's it was an interesting like shift. And again, we're, we're in the late 60s now, so we're, we're starting to hit that that era where more credits are starting to kind of seep into the films and you get well, a little you, bit more. Yeah,
1: it's from uh, unions forming. right? As, as more unions in cinema and television and, and just unions in entertainment in general developed, part of those unions – uh, stipulations in film was we got to be credited. You have to credit the Producers Guild and the Writers Guild and right. the Actors Union and SAG and AFTRA and and it just built. That's why credits had to be moved to the end of films because they just kept getting so damn long.
0: <laughs> Could you imagine like like uh, like a uh, Fellowship of the Ring or like uh, Return of the Kings credits at the start of the film and it's just twenty two minutes of credits?
1: <laughs> okay. and be, well, the only <laughs> that's how the um, Man on the Moon begins. Oh. Have you ever seen the uh, the Andy Kaufman Jim Carrey biopic? Yes. It starts with him coming out and saying, I don't want you I don't want you to watch my movie and <laughs> then he just starts so you leave and he plays the full credits <laughs> of the movie. Wow,
0: you're still yeah. here. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. I I love that movie. That's another good movie like. <laughs> but
1: but that's that's neither here nor there. With with the credits, we do see our return of the the wonderful Sterling Holloway.
0: Oh, I was so happy to see him. I I had I had forgotten. Like I I had, I kind of forgot that he was going to be in this film.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it he's he's <laughs> he's become now at this point through these movies like I realized that I, I kind of missed him in the last couple. I, I, I completely forgot he hadn't been in them because he was yeah. just so much a part of all of them. And then he kind of just disappeared for a while. Disappeared, yeah. And then all we, of a sudden it's like, hey, I'm back. Hey, everybody. I'm,
1: I can't do a Sterling Holloway. I was going to try. I can't. Yeah, I don't think anyone can. <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe uh, what's his name? Ron Clements, who does all the Disney voices now.
0: <laughs> True. He could do like a, a pretty good impersonation. Yeah. Uh, but no, like then all of a sudden I'm like, oh, he's, oh, he's back. Oh, oh my God. I got so excited. I had – okay, so let's just real quick to, to recap. I have never seen this movie all the way Oh, that's through.
1: right. Please, please explain this little. You I, I can't remember if you fully shared this story on the, on the cast before, so go ahead.
0: So just in case I haven't, uh, when I was little, when this movie came out in 1990 – or sorry, when it was re-released on VHS tape in 1991 – or sorry, released on VHS tape because it was mm-hmm, the first mm-hmm. time it had been released. I got it for my birthday. Like it was a birthday gift one of my um, family members gave. It was probably probably my grandma, the one that used to show me all the old ones, like three (laughs) caballeros, actually. I, as a kid, uh, so, okay, 91, I was seven years old when this movie came out, and I'd already, you know, I knew Disney, I liked Disney, I I enjoyed them, had never seen it. I put this movie in my VCR. Mm -hmm. I watched about 40 minutes into it. Okay. And I got bored and turned it off. I'm a seven-year-old kid, whatever, you know, kids, kids, kids. kids, Surely you
1: went back to it. Surely you went back. See, surely uh,
0: you'd be wrong, and uh, also don't call me Shirley, but the, (laughs) I had, I couldn't resist, Uh, so that VHS tape (laughs) sat on my parents' video shelf for the next 15 years. And then uh, I took it when I moved to my own, you know, I moved out, and it sat in storage until about three and a half, four years ago, when I finally sold it on VHS, or I finally sold it in a garage sale for like a quarter, (laughs) and it was still in the same spot I left it in 1991.
1: Wow, you never went back to it, so you've never, this this would be your first official full viewing of the film.
0: Yes, like, I knew who Baloo was, I know the bare necessities, but I think the bare necessities appear before I turned it off, actually. Um, I know of the character King Louie, I know, I think I remembered that they actually got um, uh, Mowgli to the human like the, the camp or where or this the, the the village but I could not I could I, I honestly could not tell you anything that happened in this film. <laughs> so I mean and I really I could I can barely remember what happened in the beginning like so even the 40 minutes that I, I did watch, what 26 years ago <laughs> You just had no no recollection of it. no recollection of it. so this was this was in like in line with me just basically I I basically walked into this having never seen the movie is, okay. is is really what I was approaching it as all
1: right so I, I, I will jump let's just jump right into that then mm-hmm. this being your first viewing of it, did you like it? So I didn't. You didn't.
0: Okay. I, I, I honestly did not. Now I watch this movie normally when we record the podcast. I watch the movie the day before, so I have some time to let it sit, and then I can gather my opinions better, and then we can talk about it. Right,
1: right. Uh, right. I
0: never like just jumping in with a, a rash opinion, or just like just uh, just like, hey, uh, let's make a quick decision. I hate this movie. Like, I don't want that. Oh, I don't hey, want it's that. A, it's a beautiful movie. Yeah, you know, you know, I love it. And then be like, oh my gosh, this movie was just terrible. Why did I? Why did I think that was good? Um, I actually watched this two days ago from when we were recording this episode, and I had plenty of time to just let it sink in, let it think, let me collect my thoughts. And coming out of it, uh, while watching the movie, I just, I didn't care about anything in the film. (laughs) Like, and I told you, this is why I was trying to forewarn you and like forewarn the audience. I'm gonna be kind of harsh I really just don't think this is a good movie at wow. all.
1: See, I, I that, this is great because I I do like this movie. Okay,
0: I'm really glad you do. I'm really really glad you do because I was hoping for a, a competing this, opinion episode.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but and and please please debate debate me on this. Like I will point out points. You point out points. And we can try to to, yeah. to wrestle each other over it. But the I I find a lot of enjoyment in this movie for for being the. Being the, the chaptered style, the there's a lot of charming characters in this, in Baloo and Bagheera and King Louie and Shere Khan as a villain. Uh, and uh, the bare necessities being the inspiration for Hakuna Matata right. from The Lion King. Heck, uh, at the time this film came out, Gregory Gregory Peck, the, the classic film actor Gregory Peck, was the the president of the Academy of Arts and Science, the, the head of... The Oscars committee. He was the the president, mm-hmm. and he campaigned harder than he's ever campaigned before to get this movie nominated for Best Picture. Oh yeah, for, for the Oscars. Oh yeah, and and there was it, people were aghast by that even being an option, uh, 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 a possibility. Mm-hmm. So much so that he stepped down from a year later after fighting a battle and losing over. I, I'm sure there were other elements at play, but one of the battles that he he was very disappointed. He had lost was that the Jungle Book could not be nominated for Best Picture because it was a cartoon.
0: It's so strange that that you know, I mean, again, I'm I'm well aware we're we're in this age where it's just a part of it, and you know, you grow up if you're a younger if you're a younger listener, you just movies have always been options like. To have or like uh, cartoons have always been able to be nominated for stuff, but to think mm-hmm. like we lived in a time when cartoons were just kind of oh no what no 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 cartoon would ever win that no right, sci fi no, no film car- would ever yet. be
1: nominated for best picture like no s- no cartoon could possibly be nominated for best picture right the, the next time that this happened would be in 1993 or four for Beauty and, Beauty the, and Beast, the Beast yeah which which was a hard hard fought campaign that that people again. Could not believe how how dare they think that a cartoon could be nominated? Like the 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 snobbish attitude towards kids stuff towards 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 kids tar- cartoons. Blah. And the it's and rubbing the off. TC, my, my inability to talk is rubbing off. <laughs> the Beauty and the Beast controversy led to the creation of Best Animated Feature Film, which we had for years until uh, Up and Toy Story Three, and the, and and actual animated films. Have been able to be nominated and have been nominated for Best Picture since, but it's it's such a a, a weird thing in terms of the history of the Oscars and how the film is judged. But how, But however, that's that's the future we're talking about now. This movie was well received. It was a success for Disney. This was another gamble that if it had failed, especially with Walt's passing, mm-hmm. this would have been the end. Of Disney, of Disney Animation Studios. Right,
0: because they probably would have just ended it and they would have moved on and went back to the TV shows, the live action stuff, the, the mm-hmm. par- obviously the theme park that's been open for a while here at this point. Just, and- yeah,
1: go back to the TV live action theme park, all, all the merchandising and whatnot yep. that, that Disney thrived on. But uh, Jungle Book was a success when it came out in 67. It was such a success in the 90s when they did the re-release and the VHS release that it that a, a a television spin-off series that was in development for Launchpad McQuack <laughs> was taken away from Launchpad McQuack and given to all the Jungle Book characters and and that's how we got Tailspin. Right. That the the success of the re-release of the film and the popularity the popularity of these characters had the Disney execs say, "You know what? Let's let's make let's do this Tailspin series we were going to do and make it the Jungle Book characters. Let's capitalize on that." Which seems like such a weird like
0: shift and change that, that they would go that direction with the characters they have. But I do want to say one point. And since we we're at Tailspin and like Blue and all that, you, in, while while I don't care for this movie, I'm not a fan of it. I, I, I just I don't really like it that much. I will agree. The Bear Necessities is still a very classic song. I know oh. the Bear Necessities, and I and it's a good song. It's a fun upbeat song as long as Heck you don't yeah. look too deep into the lyrics, which is the truth for 90% of the music you listen to anyways. And, uh, uh, I will agree. And I will say this. I, I, so these are my two, my two positive things I'm saying regarding the film, <laughs> unless you convince me to say something otherwise, um, which you're really good at. <laughs> uh, but the, the, uh, the King Louis segment.
1: Yes. Is, uh, I love
0: it. Uh, do. King, yeah. I want to be like you. That, be like I, I loved the King Louis segment. That was fun. Like I, I enjoyed that. And and I do know that the King Louis, like King Louis, as a character, is not in the original book.
1: Correct. Yeah, he was created for for this film itself, and, and originally intended to be voiced by Louis Armstrong, but then went to Louis Louis uh, Prima. Louis, Louis Prima.
0: So yeah. it's because Walt decided that he didn't want to cast an African-American man as a monkey.
1: Yeah, look at that. Growth. It's like, it's like he
0: grew <laughs> and then he died. Maybe that decision uh-huh. was too much for Walt. <laughs> oh, no, no. Come on. Hey, Walt, we've already discussed this. Walt's a wee bit racist in these films. Okay, come on. I am, I'm not the only one that knows this. I, okay, all right. <laughs> uh, Mr. Disney.
1: Mr. Disney. Mr. <laughs> Disney.
0: But no, so I and I, I I liked I liked the King Louis segment. That it was a lot of fun. I I liked Baloo dressing up as the monkey. That was kind of funny, and mm-hmm. I enjoyed the song, and I enjoyed just that moment. And it's fitting that that's the segment that's not remotely, remotely influenced by the book.
1: Right. It's the 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 peak of the of the film is you go bare necessities directly into. Uh, king louis section right that's the those two scenes back-to-back are fantastic right there there are a lot of there's a great energy in both of those the introduction of baloo followed immediately by the introduction of king louis who we sure we never see again yeah but there there's some that's the that's the the best section of the film are those two back-to-back showstopper songs uh which which, if you look at the the history of the more musical Disney's films, as we'll see down the road, the the slow number, the showstopper, the villain song that becomes standard in the Renaissance and the current era we're in now, uh, there's a lot there's a lot templated here in in uh, Jungle Book, right and it's good. It's good. <laughs> sorry, I thought you were going somewhere else with that. I was I was no, I was sorry. letting you talk. I was letting you Did. talk.
0: <laughs> I was paying attention. I yeah. was. Um yeah, and the, and they are. They're very good. It's a lot of it, that section is a lot of fun. My biggest thing is like I, at this point so I, I was I was kind of I was kind of when I was watching the film I'm like, "Okay, so maybe maybe the beginning is a little slow because once we reach this point, it kind of piques my interest again. I was kind of back into it. I was I was mm-hmm. enjoy I was I was starting to enjoy it a little bit more. And then I believe it's it's after the King Louis segment. that's when we actually get to meet um, uh, oh my goodness, the bad guy, Shere Khan. Shere Khan. Yep. Which my, my biggest issue with that is like, okay, we've heard his name mentioned a couple of times. Mm. We're 47 minutes into the film, and we're 47 minutes into the hour 18. We have a half hour left of this movie, and now we get to actually meet the villain. And he comes off as—I mean, I understand. You know, I I understand they—they kind of based his looks on the voice actor of uh, George Sanders. Uh, I know that that kind of helped dictate the way that he was going to be conveyed. He kind of came off as a little more of a upper crust, you know, like British, like kind of just personality. Just oh, I don't need you, but I rule all. Kind of actually, a little ironically, I can uh, see—not ironically—I can see Scar.
1: Oh yes! Oh sh- yes! Absolutely. I Scar-, see- Scar definitely has a lot of elements of Shere Khan here, yeah. Because sh- Shere Khan is is an aristocrat. He comes off like an aristocrat, correct? And and uh, a, a high in the social echel- like the higher echelons of the social elite, and and he has a very pompous, prideful attitude.
0: Thank you for putting it into words. What I could not say is that is correct.
1: <laughs> That's how I was thinking. Uh, now now I, I see your criticism that he's not introduced until the third act of the film. Uh, though we, he, his, infer, the information is there throughout that we need to get Mowgli away from Shere Khan. If Shere Khan finds Mowgli, he's dead. Right. The the mention of that happens throughout, and then finally we get to this reveal of 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 Shere Khan himself.
0: And 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 my biggest my biggest problem was is that they talked him up. I know, you know, it's obviously like we have to get, we have to get Mowgli safe. We have to get him Mm -hmm. somewhere safe. Shere Khan's going to attack. He's going to kill him. He doesn't like humans. And it's just like, there's all this talk up and talk up and talk up. And then we finally get the character and I'm just like, Oh, Oh, oh. do something to show what everyone's (laughs) saying you are. And it, 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 I was conflicted because I immediately went. He's the he's a horrible villain because you're not actually giving me anything in this film to make me feel like worried for Mowgli or right. any anybody trying. Like I have no, I had no concern for any of the characters.
1: Not even when Baloo seemingly died. See, f-
0: that was the thing, and that whole segment just goes by so quickly too. And then Shere Khan runs off, and I'm like, oh, oh, he'll be back. Oh, this can't be the end. <laughs> oh no, he's gone, and that's it. I'm like this, like ugh. so much of that bothered me. But I did, and again, like I said, this is where I'm conflicted with it because I understand, like, you see, like, the movie Jaws. Mm -hmm. You don't see the shark for, like, the first hour, I think. You know, you see, like, glimpses of it. You never get a good look of it. It's all just from people talking about it and... Little pieces or little things. You 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 know. You let your imagination run wild, and the I could threats, right?
1: The threat of the shark, the threat of Shere Khan,
0: and I could see that. I can make that connection with Shere Khan here. I can see them going. He's a big, dangerous foe. He's going to attack. He's going to kill Mowgli. Truthfully, in my head, for for it to work more, to for it to have more of an impact on me, Shere Khan should have never talked.
1: Oh wow! Just just a complete.
0: Well, I, I okay. I can I can. I can see that. I, However, I worry I, if the moment he opened his mouth and started talking, if for me, and again, this is my opinion. This is, this is the way mm-hmm. that I'm looking course, at it. Of course. I'm like, oh, oh you're just kind of British. And I'm like, it it kind of just... (laughs) Oh, British. Not saying British people can't be evil, can't be bad. I know Jack the Ripper. Watch watch (laughs) any of
1: the early Star Wars. All the Brits are the bad guys. Exactly.
0: But it's still, it just, it kind of, it undercut it for me, at least, with that character. And I'm like, uh, and never mind. I know it's a Disney film, and I know Mowgli's going to make it, and I know everyone's going to be fine. I understand that, but just... (laughs) <laughs> overall like I couldn't get out of my head that's just like I don't I, I I feel no sense of threat okay from him
1: I I feel that his all all bark and no bite and his his rather easy defeat mm-hmm. um, speaks speaks more to his character than had he been the true threat that everyone assumed he was that he much much like uh, other villains who who build who build their villainy on their reputation as opposed to their ability? Much much like Scar, not to jump to Lion King, right. but Scar, his machinations, his brain is really what causes him to succeed and and or fail. He has people doing his dirty work for him. Right. Shere Khan has this reputation that everyone's afraid of, and we never actually see it in action. The most we get is is. Uh, blue versus versus She Khan with the help of the vultures and mowgli that it's this this team effort to defeat him <laughs>
0: right and I mean and you get you you can see that he he's not susceptible to Ka the snake mm-hmm. you know like you get that little bit, so you are they do give you a moment of oh well he can defend himself you know obviously Ka who we've already seen at this point brainwash mowgli uh uh Briefly brainwash uh, Bagheera, like you mm-hmm. see that you do see them like these other potential strong characters be brainwashed, but then Shere doesn't doesn't just basically has nothing to do with it. it has you know he's got yeah, no time you can't, for that.
1: Can't, oh, you can't fool me, yeah. Come
0: on. <laughs> and it's and so you do you do get that moment, but it just ah I don't know I I I, I have a long long like breakdown not a long breakdown but it's like a page breakdown of just my reasons behind it and uh, we can keep talking we can, we can keep going Certainly. about the rest of the movie i don't i don't want to i don't want this to be a 25 minute uh, rant about why i don't like this film why you don't Well, I, well, that
1: actually is the whole point of this uh, podcast is so to I talk su- about whether we like or don't I, I like it i suppose a
0: movie. that is true i suppose that is true I, and i guess i guess i have said the majority of my opinion just the fact that none of these characters blue like i said i i like blue blue's funny Um, and I understand where, uh, where Bagheera is coming from. I understand it's, it's all for the better of, uh, Mowgli just to get him somewhere to be safe. I understand Mm -hmm. that, but none of the characters really did anything for me just to make me remotely interested in them. I just didn't Mm. care. And... (laughs) I I feel horrible saying that because I I know because even with Alice is a classic film (laughs) because like Alice in Wonderland like even that movie I was just like ah well I didn't care for it but I don't think I hated Alice in Wonderland and I don't even want to say the word hate because that's not true I just don't care I nothing (laughs) this movie ended I was like all right it's done
1: game over yeah
0: yeah and that was kind of my thought about it and that's when I realized that I needed that extra time to. Really make sure that that was my feeling, and it wasn't just some weird funk I was in when I watched it. Right, but unfortunately, well, let's it's see. not.
1: Let me let me jump ahead. Yes. Let me jump ahead to we we have our lessons section when we when we watch we watch these Disney films. We discuss is this a movie good for kids? Mm-hmm. Is is there something to be learned here? Um, and and our theories section. I'm going to kind of blend all these together for mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. Um, First of all, do you have any theories for this? I, I've, I've jumped way ahead here, and I want to keep discussing the film, but no, I just no. want to see if you if you have any film uh, any um, theories. I wasn't I, I
0: didn't I wasn't able to find anything okay. in particular
1: okay. for so for I, discussion. So. I did a paper on this film back in college. Okay, um, for a. Uh, a film, English film, English course that we used film uh, and adaptations and whatever It doesn't matter what the class was for, and the thesis that I built built my paper upon was the Jungle Book as a representation of the seven deadly sins. Okay, that the the characters in this film can can and do represent the seven deadly sins, and therefore you could use this film as as a, a light lesson to children who who may watch and enjoy this film, to point out like, hey, you don't want to be like this character, or you don't want to be like this character, and and he, uh, allow me to to explain the seven that we have. So, okay, uh, first we have wrath in Shere Khan. He's he is wrath incarnate, right? Mm-hmm. He's just angry for uh, not much of a good reason. He <laughs> apparently he has a thing against dudes, uh, yeah. against against man, human, uh, not just dudes in general. Well,
0: and I feel like, I think Bagheera made the comment, he's like, well, they'll they'll come and they'll kill them, like, that's all mm-hmm. man's good for. So we kind of get a little bit of the whole Bambi uh, backstory, to the, or not backstory, but, like, reasoning that man's only good for killing.
1: Right, and, and side note, Shere Khan tries to kill Bambi's mom. This
0: is also true. I saw that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, okay, so Ka, the snake, represents lust, Okay. So he's lusting after, not, not lust in a sexual yeah, sense, but yeah. in just a gimme, gimme, gimme right. sense. Right, I get you. Right. Uh, uh, Colonel Hathi, the elephant, who leads his troop, is a representation of pride.
0: Real quick, Disney has this really weird thing with uh, generals. In their movies, continue, please. But <laughs> well, he's
1: a he's a colonel. Thank you very sorry, much. Sorry, sorry. He's a colonel. The My Victoria, uh, Yes, Yeah, the colonel Gluttony in Baloo, who's clearly a a, a glutton. Now, however, you could you could also claim him as sloth. But uh, true. Um, I'm giving. I assign Sloth to Bagheera, who spends most of the film trying to get rid of his responsibility, to to end his responsibility of watching over Mowgli. Just get get it. Get him hit out of the equation, so I can go back to sleeping and doing my thing. Right. Right. Uh, that that's not an easy one. That one's not like a very solid. Uh, Envy in Mowgli, who envies all the. The people, the the wolves. He wants to be a wolf. He envies blue the bear because he wants to be a bear. He envies the apes because he wants to be an ape. And greed in King Louis, who is is greedy after uh, he is greedy for the the fire, the man's fire. Now, granted, I didn't get a good grade on this paper, but um, <laughs> this was the argument to to be made by by these characters. So, in a lesson you could give children would be, "Hey, you're being greedy." Like King Louis. you don't want to be like that uh, um you're being you're being wrathful like shere Khan you don't want to be like that um so that's a that's a, a, a loose theory um I'm obviously not supporting it very well other than just listing off the characters and their their assigned sins <laughs> <laughs> no but that is interesting and that that is a
0: that's a that's an interesting way to to approach it and to use the film as like a teaching tool which we've we've discussed that some of these films are very good at being mm-hmm. that type of material to be to to show kids to show younger younger minds these films and be like look here's a here's a here's a kid friendly and easier to understand version of this very deep adult topic you know mm-hmm. uh and, and this film could definitely be used like that it, it, it's you know going along the lines of whether you should show it to kids i mean obviously there's nothing in this film that's inappropriate or scary Right. Um, except for the vultures that look like the Beatles, which I know we're supposed to be the Beatles, <laughs> but we're never the Beatles. Um, which would have just been weird. Oh, that would have been messed
1: up. I think. It well, I don't think they would have done a barbershop quartet song. No, it wouldn't have been the, the barber. They, they made the barbershop quartet because the Beatles beetly. weren't
0: going to be or were not going to be but in see, it. I, I and I they like just left the looks of the the animals because they already designed them.
1: Yeah, which is the the the. <Yeah>. <weird>. <laughs> The bits, the chapters, the characters themselves, the songs. There's a lot of great songs in this. I think this movie is, is great for kids to to dive into, and it doesn't have the goofy, the, the <laughs> cutesy kitty, very kids kid like uh, uh, appeal. It doesn't pander in a sense, but it also isn't as dark as, say, Sword in the Stone or Sleeping Beauty. That it rides a fine line between the s- more mature. Uh, style that animation can have, and, and still be accessible to little kids to enjoy the songs and the colorful characters and the animation. Right uh, there's a there's a nice blend of 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 the aspects that these movies have given us over the course of the 18 films we've watched so far.
0: Which, uh, real quick, I do want to mention that while I, I have been kind of. You know, shooting the movie down. For my opinion, the mm. animation looks gorgeous. Even though we're in that Xerox, you know, that Xerox world of filmmaking. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. They've they've improved. They've, they've improved. improved the Xerox methods. are still using the.
0: A little cleaner looking.
1: Yes. Yeah. It's not as it's not as slappy as *Sword in the Stone* and *101 Dalmatians*. Right. Definitely the the multi paned oh. technique of going into the jungle that so looked beautiful. Wonderfully realized uh, the. They they do have some reused animation, mm-hmm. as as is I guess that's more for your trope section. But they used re, they reused animation from Hundred One Dalmatians, Bambi, as we mentioned before, Sword in the Stone. Um, but they it, it does have a more refined look. Than Sword in the Stone
0: right. It definitely does, and it, it feels more. It feels <laughs> as much as a cartoon can from this era. It feels more real than Sword of the Stone. Sword of the Stone still kind of mm-hmm. had that um, not impressionist, uh, but just kind of more artistic, it is sloppier. sloppier, yeah, sloppier yeah, approach it's... to it. Uh, definitely like where where Lady in the Tramp was flat out like as realistic as they could make a drawing you know mm-hmm. look uh you know and then we get to these some of these ones we've been watching recently where it gets very just artsy and kind of ge- like impressionistic and stuff and sloppier and now we're we're kind of edging back towards let's clean things up a little bit mm-hmm. let's it, this doesn't have to be that cheaply put together which is so weird to think like the <laughs> ones that the ones that tanked tend to be the ones that were the like the more sloppy of them, and just and I, well, I guess that's not weird. Maybe audience is new. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Audience went looked at it and went, "This just looks like crap.
1: Why is well, this?" <laughs> they, the The backgrounds and the characters m- blended together more nicely, uh, n- nicer than they had with Sword in the Stone, which the backgrounds are are that Bill Pete sloppy outside the line style mm-hmm. that one hundred and one Dalmatians also had. That there, there's a uh, the animation in this is better. It it is it is it is better. It looks better. It's cleaner, and the characters, though they did reuse animation, a lot of these characters move with such personality specific to themselves. Right. I really appreciated that there are no characters, at least of the main cast, that feel like any other character. When you look at say the fairies from Sleeping Beauty, I defy you to try to pinpoint their names, right? Right. Like they, they're they so similar to one another. Right. Like if and, you put
0: them in silhouette and you mm. saw them moving, they would all look the same.
1: <laughs> you know? Right. And and Blue moves like his, he moves like himself. And Louis, love how King Louis and the monkeys move around. Shere Khan, they clearly studied tigers for him. Even Bagheera, Bagheera could have looked just like Shere Khan in his movement, but there's a very distinct Difference in how those two characters are animated, and right. I, I I really appreciate the technicality of bringing these characters to life. Yeah, and where Sword in the Stone felt empty in that there weren't there wasn't an ensemble, there weren't big crowd scenes or whatnot. This movie benefits by not having large crowds. The, the biggest crowd you get is the Council of Wolves mm-hmm. before Mowgli has to be sent away because Shere Khan is returning.
0: Right, which is only like a minute long scene, and you only see them. In they're full, like, I think, twice in the entire mm-hmm. scene. Like, otherwise, it's mostly just kind of one-offs or one-on-ones or maybe like two or three characters at most.
1: Right. So they, they found a way to be more efficient in how they presented the story without losing anything, like Sword in the Stone does. It loses something in not having crowds and not having multiple – and talking about Hobbes but never seeing him. Mm-hmm. This movie benefits in the jungle being so alive and such a character – in the setting that it is and all these individuals throughout the chapters getting to shine one by one Mowgli. uh, I think it was someone pointed this out. Um, it was, it was on our, um, Facebook page that Mowgli is, is the main character, but he's not, he's just there. Like he's along for the, he's the MacGuffin, right? Get this thing over here. And everybody else has the story. Uh, Bagheera, Bagheera's the narrator who opens the movie and he walks off into the, the jungle sunset with Baloo. Right. He's he's the he's the perspective character for the most part. But Mowgli is he, he doesn't have much of a personality i i would argue that he has just as much personality as arthur but that's not necessarily a compliment <laughs> right I, well even even with even with arthur i
0: feel at least arthur had a little bit of a of a character arc a little bit of a, of a character growth from the beginning to the end a little True. Yeah. not yeah. not a ton i will agree with you there but mowgli at the beginning of this film feels very much so the same as he does at the end of this film like I, I don't see I I your your analogy that he is the MacGuffin totally mm-hmm. makes sense because he that's it that's exactly the whole point of that character is just to get all these other characters to have their moment in the film in the story to to shine and to to be a little more developed uh, but when when in reality none of the characters have any kind of any growth in my opinion throughout the entire film
1: yeah the at, at most you could say that Baloo learns to let go. Right uh, now, now Baloo, the the hippie that he is, he's clearly a stoner, right?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm seeing. Because I mean, he's just like this, let life kind of go by. Doobie,
1: doobie, doobie.
0: You didn't see it, but Baloo had
1: uh, tiny bags of uh, Doritos inside of his mm, fur the that entire time. Makes so and, much
0: sense and Funyuns.
1: So, uh, Wyatt, on our Facebook page, uh, for those listening who would like to comment, you can always visit the the Disney or the, our Top Shelf Facebook page, uh, facebook.com slash Top Shelf Pod, if you want to comment on the movies we're discussing before we record or after we record. Wyatt pointed out that, well, he asked, and and what do you think of this, Jeff? Mm-hmm. Is this film the most product of its time that we've seen of the 18 films so far?
0: In the sense of just like the type of characters that they're that they're in there, and, and the
1: characters, like- the music stylings, the the yeah the, specifically that that the 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 jazzy big band music that they have, and the stoner character in Baloo. Do do you feel that this? I think it is a product of the times that you would have this, I love big band music. Jeff, I know you love big band music. I do so like uh, big band music, which I uh, think is
0: the reason why I like the King Louis segment so much, just because <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah, I got this music. I got this. I, did, I, did. I dig, man. I dig. Yeah, man, I dig. I dig. Uh, <laughs> I dig. <it. laughs> you know, that's a good, I guess that's a good point. And I I could, yeah, you know I, I would agree. I would agree that this does feel more, more, like it's a movie from the '60s, from from the you know, obviously it had been in production for a handful of years, like all the other ones before and after this are. It does feel very kind of rooted in the '60s, in that tone, yeah. in the in I, the character choices.
1: To to address Wyatt's point that it, it is, is it the most, I, I don't think it's the most that that yeah he did mention that the package films definitely have very rooted in the time, as we discussed, When, if if anyone feels like going back and listening or recalls, that the war affected the narrative of those films, uh, at least the narrative of each of the vignettes that are in those films. I say, I I feel that 101 Dalmatians is as much a product of the 60s and the post-war era that the world was going through than... Than say the Jungle Book. The the Jungle Book one hundred percent is affected by the sixties. They wanted the Beatles in it. The B- Baloo is clearly a beach bum, mm-hmm. uh, stoner or not. He's he's exactly the type of mm, what a millennial would be now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it would be the equivalent of having a millennial in a Disney movie these days, right? right? Like it, it as a as a or as a character where you could be like, oh yeah, obviously that's. That's supposed to be a millennial, yeah. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. That does make sense, especially because up until this point, we there hasn't or again there hasn't been a, there hasn't been a character that's obviously like the stoner or the hippie type of character. So you can really yeah. But you you do bring up a good point that like the package films do um, have do have a lot of that or sorry why it brought up that point too that they mm-hmm. do have that kind of forties. Era, just tone and mentality towards life and <laughs> there's a whole nother country down here, everybody. They are rich too. they're not all poor just just so,
1: yeah. Yeah. Yes. so so it is it is certainly a product of his time and that probably has a lot to do with the fact that they weren't trying to directly adapt the source material that they were trying to get to a more uh, pleasing production, mm-hmm. right, that 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 Sword in the Stone being so grim and not as uh, – uh, res- people didn't respond to it as well as Walt had hoped, that uh, cutting the storytellers and the animators loose and trying to get them more into – tap into the vein of what people wanted, which I, I won't necessarily say is pandering, but yeah, this, this film is a product of, of being a part of the 60s. However, it still feels timeless to me that this film – isn't so rooted in its era that it hurts the film decades later. Their there films, I will point to DreamWorks as the biggest offender of this, their animated films, they try to capitalize so much on pop culture of the time mm-hmm. that five, ten years later, the jokes are super dated. I mean, there, there's an American Idol joke in Shrek. Right. Is anyone going to even remember American Idol in ten years? Right,
0: right. And and whereas like this film, if I know going into this podcast, I couldn't tell you where the Jungle Book fell in you know the 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 Disney library. Is besides the fact that I knew it took place before. Little Mermaid. <laughs> yes. I yeah. knew it was before mid eighties, but I couldn't tell if he was the it could you know, as far as I knew, it could have been the forties, it could have been the fifties. And yeah. if you don't look at it as if you don't look at Baloo as oh he's a hippie, if you don't see the Beatles, if you don't see those kind of that kind of tone, the jazz music could kind of throw you off even to thinking it could be the late forties.
1: Right. You it, know it feels timeless. It, it does. Having the barbershop quartet number was a decision made when they didn't get the Beatles. When they couldn't land the Beatles to play those characters. They just decided, let's make it a barbershop number, and with with the specific reasoning that it'll make it feel timeless. Mm -hmm. Knowing that without the Beatles there, if we tried to uh, mimic them, that would date the film.
0: Right. It's so so weird that barbershop quartets like that. That, which in its own right, in theory, should like like that concept is so old. But it's no longer like dateable, I guess you could say. Cause right. <laughs> it's such an old concept that if you you could throw a barbershop quartet in anything nowadays and people would just be like, okay, yeah. Yeah. All that's right. a thing. <laughs> that's a thing that people just reference. People have always referenced barbershop quartets. This isn't anything that's like, oh, this is obviously a movie made in eighteen eighty-six.
1: No, it's not
0: a it's not a thing. Or no, 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 no. <laughs> I just I think I it's so funny that barbershop quartets have gone so far. It's been so long that they've been dated in a particular time that they no longer are datable.
1: <laughs> right. Well, it, it, yeah, that is weird if you think about something like on The Office, Andy, Andy's band in The Office was a barbershop quartet. Right. You. Huh, that's weird. But then, <laughs> but then you look, you
0: look at the I, Lu, I love Lucy, I love Lucy episode from the uh, late '50s, early '60s. There's one mm-hmm. of them where they're doing a barbershop quartet, and there's like, <laughs> they, so you, even then, it was a like what probably like a 30 year old concept it really is a
1: timeless concept it isn't is it? <laughs> now would, if it you was would the think ju- louis prima would be the <laughs> what would date this film but that song want to be like you is so damn good uh-huh. and so and it's animated so well the energy is so great about it, the characterizations are so good that it it withstands the test of time louis prima as this big band director it kids don't care and don't know who louis prima is no. but they know who king louis is yep
0: and I guess, you know, hey, if you if you can if you can be known for at least, you know, at least you're, you're, you're this younger generation of kids that would know have no idea who you are, no idea. And especially nowadays, man's been gone for, what, almost 30 years, 40 years now at this point, point, uh, be 40 years next August. Um, but like, it's just if you can be at least <laughs> known for something that you voiced yourself to now, you have a whole new generation of, of people that will always remember you. And that's cool. That's
1: that's awesome. That is pretty great. Yeah, that, you know, for, for come to think of it, this might be the introduction to that style of music. Right, that you might be able to convince a, an adolescent or a, a preteen or a teen someone who who might not think, oh, that's not cool music. They might subconsciously like. I want to be like you so much that they're like, oh yeah, I like big band. i never realized. This. Yep,
0: exactly. <laughs> and then you start looking into him. Like I'm just scrolling through his IMDb credits right now, just to see. Man's got, man's got 195 soundtrack credits. <laughs> like nice. all the way up until recently, as in like movies and TV shows up until a couple months ago, he's still being his music is still being used. So it's not like it's a, it's not like he's gone forever. <laughs> um, people can easily still uh, still stumble across his stuff, and that's really yeah. kind of cool.
1: Find his records. Find his records. Uh, the, the, the music in this movie, really, I, I, just, I couldn't help but sing along to Bare Necessities when that song kicked in. Mm-hmm. I couldn't help but sing along to Want to Be Like You when that, that kicked in. And even um, Trust in Me is a good number, and the, the song that the girl sings in the end of the film, the, I will go and fetch the water, that is a motif throughout the whole movie that whenever the discussion of man's village comes up they play that melody and that's the payoff of that motif in the end when she sings the song it's the realization of the journey completed oh
0: interesting i missed that
1: (laughs) anytime man's village is brought up you get a little you get a little bit of that melody
0: See, this is why. See, this right here is 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 not the sole reason. This is one of the many reasons TC is a part of this podcast. Cuz he catches stuff like this that I, I I did not even I did not even catch that. I'm so focused on the story and character motivations. That's all that I seem to care about. That's my that's my area. That's what bothers me the most and, or is what atta- attracts my attention the most is just the character motivation. TC's over here finding out Connections to literary references and and, and, and analogies to well, the seven sins and and call, call, musical maybe, motifs. Maybe.
1: <laughs> so th- there there are elements of the script, however, that I I can both accept and criticize when when looking at them too much. Which is how swiftly everything occurs in this film. Mm-hmm. That blue adopts and and falls to to fatherly love of this little cub that he wants so quickly that it it, it is a story that's rushed over the course of 3 days but right. it could easily have been stretched out over the course of weeks it just just comes off in a matter of days in the court uh, over this film and therefore everything feels like it happens way faster than it should mm-hmm. like Bagheera getting up getting uh, giving up and going away and then coming back going oh I knew this would happen eventually like you've been gone five minutes yeah. come on <laughs> like you barely had enough time to we saw you you weren't out of eye shot the entire
0: time you were gone yeah. come on come on <laughs> come on son but yeah so I guess overall overall sir you seem to be you 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 enjoyed this movie right that's what that's I, d- what I did enjoy like. this movie. Okay. It, it's it's
1: it is it is fun and it's cute and I love the characters. I love the music. I I love the technicality and the animation and I I'm I don't know if I can necessarily understand why you don't like it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which I you don't have to defend your opinion. No, I'm no. not I'm not chastising you for disliking it. Uh, I'm just letting you know that this. It, it it is the music and the characters and perhaps my love for tailspin the tv series <laughs> that that gives me a lot of uh a lot of love for this film and it's been it's been a good number of years since i've watched it and it was it was still good i i will say that it, it didn't hold my attention through like mm-hmm. all the way through like i i would say that 101 Dalmatians did, and and though th- this might be giving away some ranking in terms of, of of explaining that, there were a couple moments of just a brief lull that uh, gave me an opportunity to jot some notes down or whatnot. But, right. Um, it it's it has an interesting pace to it. I love the tone of it, and yeah, I like it. I I suppose that that would be the perfect opportunity for me to say, of all the movies ah, we've watched so far. <laughs> no. Now, How I, dare I, I, you. <laughs> I have. I, <laughs> um, I will. Flipping... I will. Let
0: me just say this real quick. One, one last one. My, I, we're, we're getting. We're, yes, we are in the ranking section. I mm-hmm. will say that one of the last thoughts I had regarding the film that I was trying to rationalize why I don't like it. I've mm-hmm. never liked Tarzan. Hmm. OK. I've never the, the liked. Disney's Tarzan. Well, I've never liked the concept of Tarzan or the idea of Tarzan. The whole man, like, boy in the woods that grows up and just lives in the woods. That, or in the jungle, and it's, like, friends with all animals and it has no liking for humans. I've never, ever cared for that storyline or that concept. I love George of the Jungle (laughs) because it makes fun of that concept. But I just, I don't know. I've never liked that. And I I feel like watching this movie, I kind of started having feelings of, like, Tarzan. Like, I kind of, I see Mowgli if they had never gotten back to the village, Mowgli would have become Tarzan. Like that's grown
1: up and become Tarzan. Yeah, okay. like that's where he was okay. going.
0: So I I don't know if that was that that heavily influenced my opinion as well. Mm-hmm. But I was that was the last thought that I had regarding it, which is it's going to be interesting in uh what like 20 more episodes when we when we do Tarzan. <laughs> it's going to be fun. Um so TC, where on our list do you rank the movie? I'm going to let you go first.
1: Okay, okay. I with, I'm I'm uh, leaving Lady and the Tramp at number one. Oh, yeah. I do feel the I'll stick with my argument since I put it there. The animation, the the story, the 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 pop cultural influence that that film's one single scene has, mm-hmm. the fulfillment of the arcs of the characters, the everything works in that film. Cinderella. I'm going to leave number two because of the absolute epitome that it is. Of, of princess storytelling, the what will become the standard and the parody of every princess that follows is rooted in, in that Disney Cinderella. Mm-hmm. So my debate then is, currently I have, I believe, hold on, where's my list here? Sword in the Stones, uh, number three. Sword in the Stones, number three, and yep. 101 Dalmatians, number four. I'm going to place Jungle Book as my number three, Ooh. because I love those two songs, I yeah, it's tough. Uh, once, once again, as I always say, it's so hard because one one movie or another edges the other one out by a fraction, by, mm-hmm. a, by a sliver sometimes. And Sword of the Stone, Jungle Book, 101 Dalmatians are all my number three in a, in a way. As I said, 101 Dalmatians holds my attention a little stronger straight through than the Jungle Book does. However, Jungle Book has these songs that that are earworms that stick with me. And Sword of the stone having the the nostalgia that I have for it and and the the adventures of of Merlin and the Knights of the round table uh, there's there 's something to be said in there, but I am going to place Jungle Book at number three for the reasons of the music of the characterizations of the style of the film being so influential on the movies that will follow in the course of disney 's animation history so there you go it 's my number three
0: fantastic fantastic t c <laughs> <laughs> So for the exact opposite reason, uh, <laughs> no, um, I, I, I did. I, I, I put thought into this, just so you guys know. I, I have a rational reason. Get him! Um, <laughs> <laughs> Burn her! I become a witch all of a sudden. It's my number nine. Wow, all the way at the bottom.
1: That's amazing.
0: And I thought about this. I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just being oh I didn't like this movie, we're just gonna put it at the bottom, I don't care. I mm-hmm. thought about it because like we always do, I always try to go back and I look at the movies that are on our list so far, the ones that are in our in our top ten ranking here, and I think about would I watch that one before I'd watch Jungle Book? If I had if I had, you know, Alice in Wonderland and the Jungle Book in my hand, which movie would I pick? Right. And I did that all the way down the list, <laughs> and it was always the other movie. I never picked the Jungle Book, even Adventures of Ichabod and Mr. Toad.
1: You would watch before Jungle Book, yes, that because
0: truthfully, Mr. Toad's for me. Mr. Toad still had had good funny moments in it. Once they get to the house, I, I you know once they got to the house and they're running around, that was pretty fun. That was entertaining. Um, and I, I love the second half. I love the whole Ichabod because I like Sleepy Hollow. I like that whole concept. <laughs> so even though that is my that was my number eight at the bottom of my list, I would still be more inclined to put that on over top of The Jungle Book. Wow. If that's saying... Okay. I, TC, okay. <laughs> I would put Alice in Wonderland on before I would watch The Jungle, Jungle Book again. That's wow. saying something. <laughs> and I was kind of just okay with Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's, Interesting. You know, and I will agree with you. I... I as what I previously said, while I've been bashing the movie more so on this episode, I I do I I agree with you that like mm-hmm. the bare necessities mm-hmm. is a great song, and again I love the King Louis segment. That's a lot of fun, and there was a few times that I laughed in the movie, and I do like some of the characters. <laughs> but when it comes down to it, I just I, I I walked away from that movie not remotely interested in any of the characters after we okay. were done with it, and and if I can't be invested in it, at least a character or if I can't care about like a story arc or a part or a, you know, like a plot, even if it's a thin, it's just, we got to get him from here to here. If I can't even have any interest in that, yeah. I just,
1: I don't care about the movie anymore.
0: So <laughs> it's my number nine, TC. you <laughs> see?
1: You know what? That, that is your prerogative. And, and I, I, I feel you made your point. Now like, you made your argument. Well, uh, I, I hope that I made my argument as well.
0: I hope I made mine well because I felt so bad. I wanted to make sure I I I had my my thoughts clearly mm-hmm. stated because, frankly, I I understand that this is a favorite of a lot of people. A lot of people do enjoy the Jungle Book, and I can I you know I can kind of see why I, I I can understand that, and you that's it, your you get it, I yeah. get it. It's just for me personally, it's it's not. I don't care about it. Enough, <laughs> and I feel horrible because the bare no, necessities was like we do the second have, Disney uh, song I ever learned few- growing up. <laughs>
1: <laughs> we do have some comments on the Facebook page. Uh, uh, Thomas uh, said he'll go into more details on it, but uh, he did want to point out that uh, Blue is certainly a stoner. <laughs> Fantastic, he's seen as his first line is doobie. Right? Uh, Wyatt is a big fan of this film. Uh, he's he's. I, I would. He didn't rank it necessarily, but I do. I do read his comment to say that this is definitely in the top of his favorites. Um, maybe not number one exactly, but he, he was showing a lot of love for it. Um, uh, see, I, I do have a couple tweets. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is a tweet from one of our our regulars. Dig dig dig. Hi ho. Ooh. Back. <laughs> so uh, Disney, Disney. <laughs> are the monkeys as racist as the crows? <laughs>
0: You know what? No, I don't think so. I I, no. I never got yeah. a tone of um, uh of of, of like racist like on tone no or anything. Yeah. yeah, it's I
1: I no, they are not. the The crows are, I mean, they're named Jim Crow. They are clearly playing up a stereotype right. in those characters, whereas the the cheeky monkeys. Uh, Louis Louis Prima voicing the character is Italian. I have had been Louis Armstrong, like we said. Yep. Mister Walt Disney did learn his lesson and right. realized having a black man voice a, mon- a monkey or an <laughs> ape in the heat of the civil rights movement was not a smart move. So right. they, he was aware of that. So just having that recognition of the character, I don't, I don't see anything inherently racist about these characters and if and if you're if you the viewer are looking at those monkeys and projecting black people onto that for that reason mm. you're the racist you're the racist now sorry to hit oh it uh, dig, sorry dig dig <laughs> hi ho i am I'm not implying that you are a racist for asking the question <laughs> i i hope that the simple fact that you're asking the question was more to be cheeky and less to be well i think they are <laughs> <laughs> right right
0: and if it wasn't can we have a talk off camera, please? Because we need to, yeah, we need to yeah, discuss some you, things. You, you, you can message mm-hmm. yeah, me. Yeah, so we're gonna, we, we need to have some conversations about how you need to approach
1: these things in the future. <laughs> uh. <laughs> uh, do, do you have any comments uh, or tweets from Jungle for Jungle Book? No. I do have one I, more comment here.
0: I did not have anything for the Jungle Book this week. Okay. Um, this one was kind of... I know, I, obviously, I saw there was a bunch of posts on Facebook regarding it, but we brought those guys up already. So uh, if you have another one, please feel free sir, to go ahead.
1: Okay. This is from <clears throat> this is from Archimedes. But the three is spelled, or the E is with a three. Ooh,
0: fancy. <laughs> Classic you internet ga- name.
1: <laughs> you guys didn't rank Mim and Merlin into the Wizards duel.
0: Oh, Let, yes. Last
1: week we, we did not. <clears throat> now, I, I had held off because I thought we were going to have one more magic user, which technically we do in Ka being a hypnotist true very good point i did i did not even make that i i completely forgot that that would be classified as a magic right so but let's be fair kyle would be out really quickly yes he's a snake (laughs)
0: look at look how like inept he kind of is as with his tail (laughs) is in a knot come on guys he's not
1: he he certainly has no ranking really he's not a threat in and if if anything if in our street fighter Style game, mm-hmm. Ka is a summon. He's not a playable character. Right,
0: he'd be something yeah. that you would get for uh, like a one-off move or something like that, right, right. and then
1: that's it. But but Merlin and Mim, however, are definitely worth being in the ranks here.
0: And, and I feel like both of those could last quite some time because oh, yeah. you just saw that little mini battle that they they had in the movie, and you saw how how almost equally matched the two of them were to one another. Mm-hmm. And Merlin e- even can make even himself cheating. into an to a rocket and fly to to, to, to Bermuda. To Bermuda, that's right. I couldn't remember where he flew to. <laughs> oh,
1: you know what? I'm I'm flipping through my pages right now. Just a quick tangent. I didn't. I realized list, re-listening to our episode mm-hmm. from last week that as I was turning pages, it was like coming through the mic really clearly. <laughs> so I apologize for that. Um, but, but yeah, Merlin and Mim, I. They that would be because right now we have Maleficent and um, Yensid as the as our two strongest right. wizards, sorcerers, magic users.
0: With what, um, uh, uh the Barok? Uh,
1: with uh, Cernabog, Cernabog, yeah,
0: as yeah. as like kind of like third, almost like he's mm-hmm. he like it's we, we, yeah. We haven't
1: in. we haven't necessarily ranked them exactly, but th- those are the top like there are three strongest wizard performers. So where where exactly? Uh, Archimedes, You, I would like to know where you would place Merlin and and Mim, because now we we have a battle here. Right, Merlin, Mim, Yensid, and Maleficent. That that would be. I think Maleficent would would be able to be defeated by the three of them now in a battle royale because she would be so frustrated in both Mim and Merlin.
0: Yes, because they wouldn't be in in her eyes. They are not taking this seriously. Like they're not. Like that's how that would be her personality. I could see her just being like, "Oh, would you just you are being fools? Like
1: we are battling here. Like Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and and that would be her downfall. That she wouldn't be able to tolerate them. (laughs) because and to be honest, I think Mim would team up with Merlin until it was just the last of them. Until she was the second to last standing, I feel like she would cheat and help and do whatever she can to take advantage of the situation. To defeat whoever's stronger, I, M- Maleficent is the strongest. Is she calls upon the powers of Hell? She's certainly strong, but I think Mim would go after her with the others first before turning on them. Like we did it, we did it, we did it. Blam! Right, right, and it would be a total <laughs> like out of left field
0: turn uh, mm-hmm. against Merlin at that point. That, like,
1: but uh, I think she would take out y- Yensid and then try to turn on Merlin, and Merlin would see it coming because he's not. He knows she would cheat. He was prepared. For her in the Wizards' duel, so much so that he turned into a germ. That's true. And it's funny. I didn't think about this last week. Merlin doesn't cheat in the Wizards' duel. He uses his intellect to to win it. But he did tell Archimedes that if it if it if it mattered, he would he would cheat.
0: Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good point. So he's not. You know, obviously we 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 know this from the movie. He's not as trustworthy as as possible um hmm. but uh yeah that's a good so you, you 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 we we think that he would take out uh he would take out uh Yesnin first or yeah that's right we would have we'd have we'd have nim gone so Yen-sig. basically what we're saying is um is melvin's the winner then right
1: M- mervin. Mervin. Uh, mervin Melvin <laughs> merlin merlin <laughs>
0: Guys, help me! I think right. I think it's been a long couple of weeks. I'm it's so the heat. It's hot as
1: a jungle in my in my my place right now.
0: It is it is very hot here. <laughs> and there was some idiot outside, I think, cutting a tree down.
1: I, well, if it means anything, you yeah, I can't hear it at all. It might be picking up on your mic, but I don't hear it at oh, all. Oh my goodness!
0: So uh, I'm sorry if you hear any background noise. I was actually expecting it to start raining because it was really dark and stormy about mm-hmm. five minutes before uh, we started recording, and now it's blue sky with the
1: sun's out. So <laughs> some idiot was out well, there cutting a tree down. I guess. So anyways. The, the the wizards duel main, uh, continues to be a debate. Uh, I, don't, I don't certainly want to come up to a, an answer or, or not. I think the discussion has been had, but uh, always looking forward to thank you. Thank you for reminding us, yes. uh, Archimedes with a three in place of the e. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a really long screen name. I mean, it's does a very he, does, long did they
1: spell name. that all out like that? Because it's that, true. Yeah, it's, it's, it's Archimedes <laughs> where the e is a three instead of an e. <laughs> it's
0: like you, you could have just spelled out Archimedes with a E... Or a three instead of the e, but you actually—it's worth to, explaining. Yes, it's you had to explain explaining. the whole you thing. To, you don't want anyone saying <laughs> Archimede
1: three s
0: s because that's just wrong. But I'm sure we will come back to more of the magic user battle because we we definitely have a lot of magic users coming up in the future. Probably another uh, right. handful it, of movies down the line, we'll, we'll bring them yeah, back up again.
1: It's it, looking at uh, what we have next and and a couple more after that. I don't think we have any magic users in the next couple, mm-hmm. but we we. We all know there are other magic users coming, so yes. we, we, we will see. So <laughs> Just that, give that's, it time, that's all the That's all the comments I had. I did mention my theory earlier that the movie can sort of represent the seven deadly sins mm-hmm. in a fashion. Um, I do think this movie is well worth children watching it. Stick stick a kid in front of this. It, it, it is one that's either going to have my attention as a kid like me where I, I watch the whole thing, or someone like Jeff's attention who turns it off and doesn't go back to it for 20 years. You guys can't tell, but I'm waving at the microphone right now. Because <laughs> that's me. <laughs> yeah. Uh, do, do you have anything else, Jeff?
0: Nothing else, because we, we did. We kind of hit everything that uh, we would have talked about. Wasn't a whole lot of tropes or firsts this time, besides, like we said, the recycled animation. Recy- and yep, yep. Uh, that was kind of the main one that that, uh, that came across the board. The,
1: the opening of the book at the beginning, right. Sterling Holloway as a voice. Right. And... Uh, actually Phil Harris the voice of Baloo who we will see next week in
0: The Aristocats
1: The Aristocats now I I have you seen The Aristocats I have not Okay so you you don't even have a partial knowledge of this nope. film
0: Nope I have no okay. I have I literally have no clue what what happens in this? Now, I just opened up the Wikipedia page, and I see uh, Ava Garber and then uh, Sterling Holloway and Scatman Carruthers. So already I know more about this movie than I ever have known in my life. So. Okay. So, ne-
1: so next next episode will be The Aristocats. Right. Okay. And that will be our 20th one, which means we will be ending this chunk of films. I did have one other tweet. Yes. And, and it's I want this to be a casual conversation because I don't want us to look too hard at it okay because I looked hard at it and it kind of kind of boggled my mind or confounded me. <laughs> okay. uh, it was a tweet from oh no I forgot I, I forgot to write the name down again. <laughs> I'm sorry oh, it, it was no. a game of Thrones reference. I know your name was a game of Thrones reference <laughs> 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 a, a tweet we had a, a mention of have we looked at our our uh, breaks in the 10? Because some of our breaks happen mid kind of eras. Okay. Thus making our break. Like uh, the one in particular is we go from Beauty and the Beast as our number 30 and then 31 as Aladdin. So we like break <gasps> right in the middle of the Renaissance. <laughs> Ooh. So it's – I feel like that's going to be a – what he pointed out was we picked a really difficult breakdown to break them up in 10 like this. Yeah. We've kind of made it difficult on ourselves where we stop and where we start the next thing because we, we – you, you could say that this is – the next episode is the beginning of the Dark Ages.
0: True. <laughs> Very true because at this point out, now we have no – well, we have little – like we're getting less and less uh, connection with Walt having any kind of connection to the film mm-hmm. itself.
1: Um, oh, that's, that's a good point. I, yeah, it's, uh, it's a fun – it was a fun note and then I looked a little closer and I was like, oh my god, what have we done? What have we done? <laughs> Though, uh, I guess
0: – well let's see here. What is that 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 batch you know what though?
1: Ooh Don't look too hard. Oh too no, hard. that's bad.
0: Because I can so, I'm already like I'm already like Figuring out what order those movies are going to be don't in, my do head. It. You,
1: you gotta go one at a oh, time. You gotta no. go one time.
0: <laughs> well, it makes it easy for me when it comes to the '80s, uh, I guess. because
1: yeah. <laughs> because you haven't seen half of them. Yeah, so, I haven't uh, seen
0: half of those, and I will already tell you what my number one is for that one. I'm so sorry.
1: next, <laughs> <laughs> you've mentioned more than once. Beauty and the Beast is your yes, favorite movie ever. It is so. going to that, be my number one. That, I don't
0: care how good Oliver and Company is.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, no comment. So next <laughs> next episode will be the Aristocats. Now we are taking a week off yep. i believe at least a week off i am going to be filming all of next week every day so i i just won't have time to jump on and record with jeff right i i don't want to make time and force an episode out so right. if you guys don't mind we are going to take a break it, it, it's unfortunate it's happening right here on the last of our 10 for this but uh, we're going to take a week off i am recording another episode ...of my other podcast, The Rewatchman, where Ben and I will be discussing the 2009 animated Wonder Woman. Ooh. So if you do want a fix of animation conversation... anti we, we and, <laughs> and, ...and hear my dulcet tones, yeah. we, I will be posting an episode of The Rewatchman in a, in a few days, um, uh, pro- probably around... Well, probably on Monday next week is when, when it'll pop up online. So if you do want to listen to me talk, you can listen to that. However, I will point out that Jeff and I tend to have a little lighter fare in our conversation, <laughs> and and Ben and I tend to get a little more social commentary, and we, we dig into it, a little deeper analysis of film. As well as current pop culture and, and just culture in general, so I will say our the rewatchman tends to be a little more weighty. I'm not trying to say that to turn you off. I'm just <laughs> trying to say that to prepare you if you go listen to that. And, and
0: I can't help it, man. You know, I just like you know, I just like to kind of just let it cool and be you know, be yeah. cool, man. I also kind of you know, I'm just saying like uh, you know, bare matana. Or bear, bear, Hakuna Necessities. Look for the
1: bear matata.
0: <laughs> I think Hakuna Necessities comes off better, actually.
1: Hakuna Necessities.
0: <laughs> but uh, uh, And
1: uh, worth mentioning one more time, you can reach us on the Facebook page, yes. facebook.com top shelf pod. Yep. Or if you want to tweet at me, at TC's big head, which I tend to, I, it seems like I'm the only one who's getting tweets. So you guys tweets can me. tweet at Jeff at random bell if I, you do want to engage in, in a conversation with
0: him. I I realize that half of my twitter tweets are generally just like my, my my video game channel that's the posts that are going up i don't tweet often though i mm-hmm. did if any of you had seen my twitter my, my, my tweet from the 17th which would have been saturday i specifically tweeted my thoughts on this movie <laughs> <laughs> so you would have already known where i was going with this had you had, you, had know, you checked spoiler. it out. so i know right i don't usually do that but that is how frustrated i was with this film just to show you guys, that <laughs> but no, right. feel
1: free to tweet me too, guys. I, I promise, I, I people do like me. Well, I, I am. I'm looking forward to our next episode, yes. Mostly because you haven't seen Aristocats, and yeah. I am curious where it's going to land in the ten. Uh, I am, and of course, interested to continue to engage with our listeners. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks, everybody, and for
0: listening again, and we'll see you guys in a couple weeks.
1: Yeah. So, uh, with with that said, I think we can wrap it up here, fella. We can wrap it up here, and what is our sign-off, TZ? Uh quick, do some scatting for me.
0: Oh, scoob a ba pa doo doo da And that is the end oh, yeah. We'll see you next time, <laughs> that guys. That actually works really strangely well. That was awesome.
1: <laughs> Good night, everybody. Good night, everybody. yeah. Oh, man, our ya's lined up in my ear.
0: (laughs) This has been a production of Ghost Hat Media. Proud member of the Ghost Hat Network. Find them online at (laughs) www.ghosthat.net. I like the ending.